This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We're talking real money. If a self-proclaimed stock market expert was wrong more than he was right in predicting the macro, the big trends in the stock market, why would anyone buy his books or his newsletter? That's a question that has haunted me for years. And just a few days ago, one of our lovely listeners sent me a piece from Think Advisor about, I don't know, I think maybe he keeps writing books because he knows I'm going to make fun of him. I do think maybe, I don't know, because people give him way too much credit. I feel like I'm the only one out there going, really? Do you all not get this? Anyway, let me let me read you this headline from Think Advisor from May 4th, 2020. Harry Dent predicted once in a lifetime crash by 2020. What now? <laughs> Harry Dent. You may not know who Harry Dent is, but he writes a lot of books. And uh, they did an interview with him. And he thinks that the U.S. market, heck, the whole world, is going to completely collapse. And in this article, get this, this is, this is the, the, the stupidity of writers, I think. Are they just are pandering? This writer, a woman by the name of Jane Woolman Russoff, says over more than 30 years, some of Dent's major predictions have been right on. Others Notably off key. Really, did you ever do any research into his books? All you have to do is just look at the titles. Just look at the titles of Harry Dent's books. He has been wrong more than he has been right. He, just to give you a little background, uh, back in... When he was right was in the 90s when he predicted the great boom. He did. But then he says he predicted the 2000 market decline when, in fact, he didn't because in 1998 he wrote a book called The Roaring 2000s. Now, if you remember correctly, the 2000s ended up being called the lost decade because U.S. stocks particularly did really, really badly. Then, in 2010, now this is after the market recovered in 2009 and before the incredible decade of the 20-teens where stocks just rose like crazy, his next book was called The Great Depression Ahead. Mm -mm -mm. What? Depression? 
Then he doubled. Well, actually, he, in 2009, he did The Great Depression Ahead. Then he did it again in 2012. Then he, he also did a book called The Great Crash Ahead in 2011. And he's still making predictions that once in a blue moon turn out to be correct. Far less often than the proverbial stopped clock. And people forget he has been horrible at managing money for a long time. Back in 2009, he created the Dent Tactical ETF, Exchange Traded Fund. He was actively managing a fund to try to protect you from down markets. The performance was so horrible that by 2011, he shut it down completely. His fees annually were 1.5% of the assets in the fund, which for an ETF is outrageously high. Yet, people did give him money, and people still buy his books, and people still subscribe to his newsletter. To my mind, a guy who gets stuff wrong as much as Harry Dent gets it wrong should be a pauper living in poverty somewhere because he serves no useful purpose or he should just get a real job. Although I don't know how old he is. He's probably really old now. He was terrible. His fund up to, from 2009 to 2011, that ETF, uh, returned 2.1% annually versus 16% for the S&P 500 over the same period. Just awful. Just awful. And Harry's not the only one. He's just one of the funnier ones. One of the more shocking ones. I honestly can't believe anybody buys his books. Apparently they do. But in, unless you're buying them for a good laugh, that's the only thing I could think of. And I just wouldn't waste my money. I don't want to support Harry Dent. What a waste of space. Anyway, don't read his stuff and don't follow gurus. Gurus. People don't know. They don't know what the future is going to bring. They can't know. And if you look back at the track record of almost all of them, they're wrong almost exactly as much as they are right. Or worse. Or worse. You can call this podcast or our show anytime at 855-935-TALK. You can also send your questions in, and I've got some to answer, at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just click on the contact form. You can also, at that website, view our videos. We're going to have our latest class with Paul Merriman up there soon. Uh, you can listen to all the old podcasts. You can find tons of great information. You can even set up an appointment to meet with one of our advisors to get your questions answered about retirement or financial planning or taxation situations. As long as you don't want us to manage your account, we'll do it for at least once for free. And you're not going to get a high pitch or high pressure sales pitch. We won't give you a high pitch sales pressure either. And uh, if you want to become a client, go there too. We'd love to have you. We're a 100% fiduciary firm. Firms Vestry, that's the name of our firm. All right. Now, what we're going to do is take some questions because I have several that have piled up. Okay. Let's start with this one. Bond fund for IRA. 
I have a traditional IRA with Charles Schwab, but it's all in a stock fund. Vanguard's Total World Stock Index, per your recommendation. I would like to add a bond fund. Can you recommend a good bond fund that Schwab sells? Something similar to Vanguard's Total Bond Index Fund, VBTLX. Or should I just buy the Vanguard fund even though Schwab will charge me a fee to do so? Yeah, it's a high fee, too. I'm 62. Also have a Roth at Vanguard with your two-fund solution. Appreciate your input. Love your show. There are two ways to approach this. You can either think of your IRAs as two or as two parts of the same portfolio and overweight your Vanguard toward the bonds and overweight, well, or just move it all over to Vanguard. <laughs> or or Van, uh, Schwab does have a fund, and it's a pretty good one. It's not as diverse as vanguard's fund but it's pretty well diversified performs similarly low fees and expenses it's the schwab u.s aggregate bond index and that's s-w-a-g-x basically they follow the same index they just don't own as many bonds they they're more of an emulation of the bond index and um, still performance is comparable and fees are very low so i would certainly take a look at that it is again s-w-a-g-x GX, and thanks for the note. Again, you can send your questions in to us at talkingrealmoney.com. Just hit the contact form. Oh my, our next question is a lot of fun for me personally. <laughs> it's a lot of fun for me. Okay, let's see. The, tub, the topic is your opinion. Hi, Tom and Don. I wanted to know your opinion about the article Three Common Investing Lies Busted by Phil Town. <laughs> I forgot about Phil Town. He's, I think he's out of Arizona. When I was uh, big on the radio down there, he was somebody who drove me absolutely nuts. Um, I think he was there. I don't know for sure, but I think he's down in Phoenix, the Phoenix area. But anyway, let me go on with the question. He says diversification is for the ignorant and you should invest only in a few stocks and these kinds of things. What kind of audience is he targeting? Thanks very much for all you do so wonderfully easily. <laughs> Phil's, 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 Phil. Phil's, he, he's a guy who, who really thinks the world of himself. And he claims he's the number one investor in the world. Gotta love that. He does what he calls rule one investing and he teaches, get this, of course he teaches classes and big classes. He's very charismatic and, and, uh, he's, he's kind of fun to listen to and it sounds pretty good. And he teaches you in a free class, free class and his rule. Oh, by the way, his rule one is don't lose money. Oh, ha, that's nice. There's a problem with rule one, Phil. If you don't lose, if you can't lose money, you can't make money. It's impossible. It's impossible. But he claims to be able to do it. Now, in his free class, he gives you little or nothing. But, but if you want to step up to his, I forgot what he called it, his apprenticeship class or something like that. And I haven't looked at it recently. It's been several years, so the price may have gone up, may have gone down. I don't know for sure. 
But the next step class for Phil, <laughs> yeah, don't lose money. Well, wait, if I pay you $15,000 for a class that teaches me how to time the market, which nobody can do, aren't I losing money, Phil? Yeah. And Phil, this is the question I have for Phil and for everybody. If your system was so good and it never failed to make money, never failed, you never had losses, why would you share it with me for any price? Really? Why would you do that? Isn't it stupid to, to, to sell it to me? You're going to make more money doing it on your own. And, and the answer these guys uh, give is that, oh, I want to share my information with the world. Well, if you really just want to share it altruistically, Phil, why the heck don't you give it away? Because that's exactly what it's worth. Nothing. Nobody. Anywhere can time the market. And Phil provides absolutely no, no data to back up his skill set. None. Oh, he has testimonials from people. And um, apparently the somebody, some idiot at the AAII claimed it could produce a 50% rate of return. Well, you have to remember, sometimes when they have these... And AAII, by the way, is notorious for this, of using back-tested results and, uh, or, or using results where you got into the market before anybody else did, before anybody else saw something moving, you know, when it wasn't public. This is all a bunch of garbage. And if he could turn $1,000 into $1.45 million in only five years, can you imagine what he could do with $1.45 million if he didn't tell you because you're going to go out and start trading the same stuff almost at exactly the same moment and the, drive the price up so Phil can't make his money. But if he took $1.45 million and turned it and, 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 and grew it at the same rate, he'd be a trillionaire. Yeah. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, or in this case, in front of the curtain. He knows how to make money by taking yours. 855-935-TALK. Call 24-7 with your questions or send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com. I'm going to do one more. I just, I'm in the mood for doing one more. Um, oh, I'm going to do this one. I want to do this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to skip one. Skip ahead a little bit because uh, I like this. All right. This one is subject. Free isn't always a good deal podcast. We talked about how free isn't always a good deal. Uh, I get what you say with regards to individual stocks, but I think your argument is weakened when you don't note that ETFs can be bought via the same free platforms. We're talking about the free uh, stock trading platforms. I know you guys favor the mutual fund over ETFs, but the Vanguard ETFs are essentially a different share class from their mutual fund and thus compositionally are pretty much the same thing. When you don't note that you can get VT and BND on these platforms without account minimums for as little as $10, I use M1 Finance, which is free commission buys fractional shares, uh, or, or 
that with a lot of popular stocks like Amazon, Facebook, etc. Um, by buying VT, VTI, etc., I think you're weakening your argument. We don't recommend ETFs because we 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 still have a level of discomfort. We have, though, by the way, in many cases, recommended VT, particularly for folks who have, you know, a, a, a TD Ameritrade account or a Schwab account. In those cases, yeah, but we still are not 100%. I think we're getting closer to like 95% convinced that ETFs will, in extreme markets, more extreme than we've seen, perform identically or close to identically with their mutual fund counterparts. That argument is a broad one. I believe that Vanguard's ETFs will perform very similarly and that the market makers the market making relationships that they have established are sound ones i just occasionally have a little worry in the back of my head that there might be some hesitation on the part of market makers in a rapidly declining market to stand behind their the requirement that they buy that they're the buyers of last resort for stocks that are plunging. It's only happened once. That was during the flash crash. But that alone was enough to just put a, a hint of doubt in my mind. But VT, BND, broad index style products should be just fine. They should be just fine. We just suggest VTWAX for most people because it's a $3,000 minimum. Yeah, if you can't put that much in, then definitely go to your favorite discount broker and get VT. But we only also have so much time. So that's one of the reasons. VT is fine. VTI is fine. BND is fine. The bond fund. Um, the difference in expense ratios. The, the Vanguard funds are so cheap that we are literally, on small accounts, talking about pennies of difference between them. So... When you're getting into this 0.1 to 0.05 range, we're talking about a basis point here and there, and it's just getting tiny now. It's not really worth worrying about all that much. So that's the reason. Um, we do recommend them, though. We've recommended VT many, many times. Thanks for the note. And again, I want to remind you that you can call us anytime at 855-935-TALK. You can send in questions at TalkingRealMoney.com. If you would love to spend a little time with a 100% fiduciary advisor trying to get through some of the issues that we all face financially from time to time, we believe in doing that kind of work for everybody, whether they become our clients or not, whether or not they hire us. And we don't believe in hard sell. We don't need to believe in hard sell. We do well with almost no sell because we treat people like we'd want to be treated. In fact, I think we treat them even better than we would like to be treated. We look out for you and we don't pressure you. So you can go set up an appointment with one of our advisors almost any time at talkingrealmoney.com. And I promise you no sales pitch promise. So go check it out. Go check out the site. Check out all the stuff we've got there. Listen to the podcast. Please tell friends about the podcast. 
Um, tell us what you think at your favorite podcast service. And thanks very much for listening. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?